What up though? This is Erica Marie, also known as Miss Erica, also known as Ma Dukes, and I am bringing you episode three of Unsolicited Advice from a Mom. In this episode, I'll be talking to Grambling State University's own Aries Gardner, also known as A1, and we'll be talking a little bit about his time at a historically black college and stepping out of his comfort zone and the fact that he has a very unique experience on getting a chance to work with me for a summer. Uh, So we had a really entertaining conversation and hopefully you guys enjoy. Okay, so introduce yourself. Hey everybody, my name is Aries Gardner, uh, first baseman for the Grambling State Tigers. Uh, You know, this is uh, unsolicited advice with, you know, Mom number two, you know, much <laughs> love. And I'm glad to be here. So you are originally from Detroit, of course. I am. I am. Detroit, West Side, Puritan, Santa Rosa. Yes, sir. And um, what's your classification in school? What's your major? What's all those things? Uh, so my major is business management. I am on the field. I'm a redshirt sophomore, uh, but in the classroom, I'm a junior. So, okay. you know. So what do you want to be when you grow up? I grow up, man, ever since a kid. I, I, every time somebody asks me this, I will forever say the same first answer. I want to be a professional baseball player for sure. But as me and you have talked before, you know, I definitely have to, you know, get out of my comfort zone. And, you know, I am going to school. You know, I am getting a degree. So um, basically, I mean, I know my my major is business management. Um, and, you know, with the connections I have in baseball and things of that nature and even in, interning with you, I like the like the whole business management role. Uh, hopefully, you know, with the connections I have, I can still be around the game that I love in baseball. There are numerous positions in the front office with different organizations, uh, data analysts, you know, things of that nature, like a lot of behind the scenes stuff that guys like as an athlete when you're playing it. I mean, you don't really think about it, but like baseball is a business. It's a it's a huge business. So, I mean, I know you had your stint with the Tigers. Um, and you you told me about that. So, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, if I could be in the front office of an MLB team, you know, still be around the game that I love, oh, that'd be a beautiful thing. So, and I did, you know, after my internship with you, just seeing the entertainment side, they have management. So it's just the whole. I like I like being behind the scenes and just seeing how like letting the you know, events like sporting or concerts or anything like that, like revolving in that realm. I kind of like, I, I love that. I love it. I love You it. got a preference between sports and entertainment? Um, I would say sports just because like I've been an athlete and I have a lot of relatability to the athlete. So I feel like it will be, I'd have more of a, a perspective, the athlete perspective being for the athletes, you know, cause at the end of the day, that's what we're promoting. That's what, you know, that's what we're just trying to look out for the athletes as an organization. So uh, I definitely say my preference would be in sports for sure. For sure. Okay. Outside of work, what do you want to be when you grow up? Outside of work? Oh, is that a deep question? Is that one of the deep questions? I don't like. Like. So. Like, I never try to make assumptions, but like, you want to mm-hmm. get married. You want to have kids. Like, you want mm-hmm. the whole like. Traditional family life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I'll be a good husband one day. You know, one day. 
Uh, like right now, that's so. Like in my head right now, I'm 21. That's so like far off. Like, um, but that's right why now. I said when you grow up. Like, are those things mm. that you've thought about? No, well, for sure. Like, I definitely want to be a provider. You know, for a family. You know, I have you a father. You baseball dad? Oh, for sure, for sure. Or honestly, honestly, me being an athlete, I would never. I would never force sports on my kids, honestly. Like, I never would. Like, I would let them choose. Like, I feel like there has to be a natural inclination or, like, a love for the sport. Because if you don't love it from the get, it's like you'll give up on it when stuff gets hard. So it's just like I would definitely put – I'm going to drop some hints for sure. I'm going to might you know, a little decorations in the room, a little baseball <laughs> picture here and there. But, you know. Uh, but, no, I wouldn't force it on my kids. But definitely I, I can see myself as a – as a leader in a household one day, you know, father, mm -hmm. good husband, all that good stuff, for sure. Okay. See, you know? that's why I was like, no, I got to take you outside. You know me. That's how I've always been with you. I'm going to take you out your comfort zone. I got you. I got you. I'm never going to So one of the first things that popped in my head to cover, mm -hmm. and I didn't give you a heads up on this, is mm -hmm. the transition from Detroit. Mm -hmm. To mobile, no. To Grambling, yeah. Okay, that's a lot, and all three of those places are dramatically different. Mm -hmm. What did you take? What did you take from being in Detroit that you were able to use in both of those places? What did you take from Mobile that has helped you in Grambling? This is a great question. That is a great, that is a great question, but um. I mean, being from Detroit, Detroit native, uh, you know, we kind of we got thick skin. We got we got I took that Detroit attitude definitely with me to Mobile. Um, and I kind of had a pre pre thought like, OK, I'm going to the south. I got to watch out for this. I got to watch out for that. Maybe people will treat me this way. I kind of had my own judgments before actually going down there and interacting with the people. Um, when I got to Mobile, um, I was just kind of on my P's and Q's, kind of like, all right, these people are going to be a little different. What should I expect? When I got down there, man, these is like the South in general, probably the nicest people I've ever met. Like, I mean, it like being from Detroit, it'll almost like, all right, is this person trying to like set me up or like, is it is it like a, and it's just like, no, they're actually genuine. They wholeheartedly mean it. Like we'll open their doors to you, feed you. Uh, it's just, you waiting on the other shoe to drop. Like we're accustomed to people approaching you with mm -hmm. with some game. Like Literally, you're trying to over game, like, I'm I'm just overthinking really. And just it turns out they're just being nice. And they're just being nice, and they really mean it. And like, and there's no biggie to them. Like it's it's not that deep. Um, they actually get offended by us because we don't speak naturally. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like the good, like I'm going to class um, on campus my freshman year at South, and I just see these two girls and a, and a guy, and they're like, hey, good morning. I was like, well, all right, good morning to you too. Like, I've never seen you in my life, but good morning. Like, you have a great day. Like, right. it's just it's just those little small things. Um, and I picked up, I picked that up, and I, I tried to, you know, adjust my behavior a little bit. Like, hey, maybe I can tell somebody good morning and not think twice about it like just be a, a nicer person in general and i feel like just people down south are more like happy like they just wake up happy like it's just it's just a different vibe it's definitely a different vibe for sure um 
But I, so I definitely, how did Detroit help you in Grambling? Detroit helped me in Grambling. Okay, so going from South to Grambling, HBCU, uh, totally different. Like, totally. Like, when I first got down here, I mean, this was the most, I mean, at a college or, like, a institution, this is the most black people I've ever been around. And it's like, it's like different black people though. It's like, you've got your guys who are interested in, you know, tech stuff, anime. And it's like, we're all black, but there's like different black people. Like if that makes sense, like if you understand what I'm saying. So I, um, I understand. It's the fact that we're not, the term is monolith. We're not a monolith. Everybody black mm -hmm. person does not have the same experiences, mm -hmm. upbringings. Like we're all mm -hmm. a little different. Mm -hmm. You got the, private school black folks you got the public school ones you got the ones that grew up in the suburbs you got the ones that grew up in the city you got the ones that grew that went to you know schools where there were nobody else but other black people you got mm -hmm. the ones where they were one of the only black people mm -hmm. yeah and it's just and, like this big melting pot pretty much of just different different black folks and it just definitely taught me to this is like the first time in my life like where I feel like, cause like playing baseball, especially like I'm usually like growing up, I was usually the only black kid on the team or uh, things like that. So I always felt like I had to like prove myself or like do a little more or something like that. And it's just being here, I kind of just can be comfortable in my own skin and not think twice about it. Like, how's this person looking at me or how are they perceiving me? And like, that was a thought at South Alabama for sure. Like all the time, like it was always on my front the front of my mind, like, okay, if I do this or if I say this this certain way, like, how would they take it? Is that in the third? But when I'm here, it's just I can be myself. Like, I remember coming in, Coach Davin Pierre, I mean, his first thing, he, our first conversation, he's like, man, here, I'm going to let you be yourself. Um, I understand you. And, like, when he said that, like, it was like this big weight lifted off my shoulders. Like, all right, I can just – I can play ball and I can be me. And, and that was a comfortability I haven't felt pretty much around the game of baseball in a while. So uh, it was a great experience. And uh, Grandma pretty much taught me to bask in my blackness, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Good. Uh, for sure. No, it's a great and experience. I will, I will sure. also say that is an interesting thing that I was not going to bring up, but I absolutely now because you said it made you bask in your blackness. Mm -hmm. While you interned with me mm -hmm. at the Aretha this summer. You had a very, very unique, you had several unique experiences. And we're going to switch into that. But the first one that me and you keep talking about, mm -hmm. Burna Boy. Absolutely. Crazy, <laughs> Crazy Bob. Crazy Bob. Like. <laughs> so the in July, Burna Boy mm -hmm. started doing like a U.S. tour in Detroit yep. at the venue that we were working at. In Detroit was the first U.S. show. And somehow, as an intern, you get asked to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And that particular day, you got asked to be security. I did. I did. But yeah. before you got asked to be security, you had just kind of taken a walk. No. Literally. <laughs> you just walk through the venue. The, the crowd is there. Opening acts are up. And you just take a walk through the crowd. Describe. Mm -hmm. See the box? Describe. So, so yeah, I took a walk just to go through the venue. I think this was like before, like right before, like the first people initially getting through the gate. Um, I'm just walking through the venue. 
um, just checking everything out. And I see the demographic of people. Definitely, I'm like, oh, these are all black folks. But like, these are like, these are like all people from different countries in Africa. So I'm like, I'm just walking around and I see this group of young ladies and it definitely was probably the most pleasant smell I ever smelled in my life. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. Like it definitely hit me. And I just felt like I had to stop and talk to them for a minute. And it was just hearing their accents. Like, and I was, I've been in Detroit. I didn't even know there was that many African people in Detroit. Like, and it's like just the culture, just the tire they had on. I mean, the music itself was just like, I felt like, I don't know. Like I just became an instant fan. Like, and uh, I'm in the middle of the show. I'm looking up the songs. I'm like, damn, I'm like, I got to put this on my playlist. Like, this is fire. <laughs> but um, no, like that, I mean, it was a great experience. Like, just that whole, it felt like, I mean, after that, I think I told you I was looking up my ancestry and all this stuff to see where I went back you to. You immediately were like, I'm going, I'm, I'm figuring out where, what country my family is from. I'm yeah. going back to go visit. Come on. You were like, I gotta tap in. I was all in, just off the whole Afro. I believe it's Afro beat is the correct term. No, you actually told me it was a different term. Is it? I thought you told me Afro beats was actually limiting, and there's another term. Yes, one of I believe somebody from Burner Boys team was explaining it to me. I think whether it's Afro beat or some Afro music, I believe I don't know. I can't even remember. You but. can't remember right now, but you know that there was a wider term. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. But um, yeah, the whole Burner Boy show, like I instantly became a fan. Uh, I just went on YouTube after I'm on the way home, literally after the show, I'm on the way home jamming. Like, like it was, it was definitely a unique experience. Definitely got me out of my comfort zone, but that was definitely one of the highlights of my summer. Literally like definitely. Goodness. And no. one of the toughest moments of the summer Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we agree on what the toughest moment was? Yeah, for sure. I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. You already know what I'm talking about. So one of the toughest moments, especially because you and I, when you were in high school, when you got mm-hmm. to U of D, like we just clicked immediately. Like absolutely. Deuce absolutely says that he got cool with you because I got cool with you. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got cool with you first. Well. And then he kind of picked up on it because I would see each other after that. So yeah. I don't remember how or why or what, but you and I have always just, we clicked. We just understood each other. We've had good rapport. We've had great conversations. Absolutely. Like your parents fully understand it. Yep. <laughs> like Absolutely. it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. And going into this, this past summer, mm-hmm. We talked about it. You wanted to learn a little bit more about the other side of the music industry since you have some friends that are artists. You want to learn a little bit more about the other side. Said, great. I need somebody to work with me. I know we get along great. Let's make it happen. But this was your first summer doing something that was not baseball. This was the first time that more than just asking you to do community service for a day or help somebody out for a day or a couple hours or whatever. This was the first time that you were like expected to be somewhere on a regular you schedule. Work, brother. Yeah, you want <laughs> to go to work. Like, yeah, you got work. <laughs> like, yeah. this was your first time like going to work for real, for real. Like, like you, like, I expect you here at this time. You're supposed to work until this time. You're supposed mm. to sit still. Mm. That was the thing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sitting still? 
Oh, Lord. sitting still was its own adventure, and you had to come and sit still. And we really like I like I for real. I had to take the mom hat off and put the boss hat on. You did. You did. I you really like we had to have a for real for real like come to Jesus real moment. <laughs> real really, moment. Like this was not even a mom moment. I told mm -hmm. you you pushed me where I was past that. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. had to have a very very honest conversation. And so part of why I want to make sure that we cover it in this mm -hmm. is because there are other people there there are other peers of yours that may not have really had a regular job yet for whatever reason being busy being mm -hmm. involved in stuff just not getting an opportunity or whatever and yeah that responsibility of being at work mm -hmm. like I guess like I'm accustomed to it. I've been doing it for long enough. But for mm -hmm. you, what was the huge difference? You you had grown accustomed to like your class schedule is your class schedule. You expect it to be in class. Your practice schedule is your practice schedule. There was something about work that you were like, yeah, but I'm tired. So can I go yeah. early? Yeah. Oh, but I need to take a nap. Can I come in late? Mm -hmm. Like that's how we started. Like what, what made you process that different? Man. Oh, these are some good questions. <laughs> like, because it was something about that commitment that didn't hit you that yeah. it was the same commitment. Oh, well, like was like you said, like this was the first summer, you know, I was in an activity that just wasn't anything athletic, uh, pretty much. Um, so like in baseball, you know, we you have your schedule. Hey, you gotta be at the field this time, you gotta warm up like that. Like that's uh, that's something normal. Like being punctual, things like that is something I definitely learned, even on the baseball field. Being but, early, y'all tend yeah. to be early for practice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I feel like with work, like I just came in, like, and I like this summer I still did play baseball, so like I'm still going to games. I'm still, you know, getting my work in things of that nature, and then going, you know, doing the internship. So I feel like just. A couple of the days, it just became like, bro, like, dude, I just had a doubleheader. I know I got to go to work. I, I know I got to. Like, it is like I have to. Like, it is what it is. Like, I signed up for this. Like, I wanted this experience. So, I mean, some days it became overwhelming, but I kind of just like, hey, you wanted this experience, bro. You got to just bear down and do it because, like, hey, in baseball, everything ain't going your way all the time. Like, you may not. I, and if I'm being honest, as an athlete, especially, you know, now I'm at Grandma State. Like, there's some days, bro, you wake up and it's just like, you don't want to be there. Like, there is some days, like, you're human. Like, you have emotions. And I just had to, like, I felt that with baseball. But, like, when it was something just not baseball, I'm like, well, why am I here? Like, why am I? I was just quicker to just, like, just, like, well, I was just giving myself excuses. I'm like, well, bro, I need more sleep. This that, and the third. But, like, if it was ball, I was telling myself, like, in the car on the way home, like, if this was ball, you wouldn't have made that excuse. So, like, it's just, like, I definitely had to have some mental adjustments for sure and treat this, like, I always, like, related back to if it was baseball. Like, how would you approach it if it was baseball? Because this is something that you love. So, uh, it was definitely a valuable lesson, like, but it definitely, like, when it just wasn't something athletic, it was just, like, I feel like it was easier to just – in my head to give myself excuses. And that definitely, that's when it came into play when we had our come to Jesus moment for sure. And uh, 
Yeah, I had some real self-reflecting to do in that moment. For sure. <laughs> for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was so grateful for the experience, for sure. Like, I know I've told you, you had that. Some, you had some interesting moments. You had I did. I did. you got some memories for a lifetime. What? Jodeci. <laughs> come on, bro. Like, that whole, like, come on, bro. I had some experiences. Like, literally. Literally. Carl Thomas. Yeah, talking like really chopping it with me. Right. I didn't even know who he was to that day, but my parents knew clearly. So like, right? And he pulled you to the side and was like, "No, let's talk." Yeah, literally. Yeah. So okay. it it worked out. It's good that we had our conversation, mm -hmm. and Absolutely. that you kind of adjusted and figured out that you had to approach things differently. Definitely, definitely. Because, who, goodness, boy. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so I will also say, I'm going to give you an opportunity. So you are, because y'all know, like I very unintentionally have become this ongoing team mom or mm -hmm. whatever it is. But you yeah. got a chance that nobody else got. You worked mm -hmm. with me. You saw me at work. Everybody else sees me like in mom mode. Mm -hmm. You saw me in work mode. No. And what what was that? Like, am I the same? Am I different? I'd say you're kind of, I would say you're the same in some instances. Um, with like you said, like you'll mom somebody, like no matter age, difference, don't matter, things of that nature. But like I feel like I picked up on things like your little cues before a lot of people did. Like, and I'm sitting in there and I'm like, oh my goodness, they don't even know like. She's pissed right now. Like it's just like it's just like little. You're like it's getting bad. It's getting bad. It's getting bad, brother. Like I was like I was kind of giving guys like the little hey, like hey, you might want to tread lightly or hey, like you, you should stop. And like people would just wouldn't notice. Like they would be in their own realm or whatever, doing what they're doing. I'm like nah, brother. She's irritated. Like you might want to change the tone or like I don't know. Like I, I was trying to be a helping aid, but like you're trying to like, right um, wave the yellow flags. Like slow down. Yeah, but like you're you're a great worker. Um, I say like you the collaborative effort between uh you and the people in the office, definitely. Like uh I mean you guys you had your, you know, little you know, like every workplace I would assume, like definitely <laughs> has their moments. But um But if you imagine it like a team, like teams yeah, at some point are going to have their time. moments where it's like literally. we Come are on. not on the same page. Literally. But um I feel like you guys just had you guys had communication though at the end of the day. And I feel like the only problems that arose was just lack of communication, literally. On on both sides, whether it's one party not communicating or, you know, um, just you know, when you guys were the at our best, I felt like it was just a lot of talking going on. Everybody's on the same page. And when it's good, it's good. When it's good, it's good. And you guys did a great job as a as a whole production team, for sure. And when so. it's stressful, it's stressful. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Some but handle stress also, better than others. Some definitely handle stress better than others, but... Yes. You know, but I will also tell you, because I've worked on the sports side of things, the same thing mm -hmm. can happen in the, mm -hmm. in the front office in a sports mm -hmm. organization. If everybody's communicating, if everybody's kind of staying in their lane and mastering their lane, mm -hmm. it's amazing. And... I've been a baseball mom forever. I can use a baseball analogy. 
when you're catcher and your pitcher and your first base and your infield and when everybody's kind of playing their role, mm-hmm. everything goes smoothly. That's when you can turn double plays and you can get, you know, three up, three down and all of that. When you suddenly got your center fielder trying to act like a shortstop, when you suddenly got your catcher to think that he going to tell a pitcher what to do for real, for real, mm-hmm. you start having some issues. Oh. And, and everything. It's team at the end of the day, no matter yeah. what realm it's in, sports, entertainment, it's a team effort, literally. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be on the same page, for sure. Yeah, I completely understand that, for sure. Yes. I'm going to also ask you, because we've been cool for so long, is there any piece of advice that I've given you that you can think of? Any piece of, man, get out your comfort zone. <laughs> literally. Like, bro, like, yeah, we know you the athlete. Like, we, we, you know, hey, Aries, you're the baseball player, went to UD, whatever. You like, you're more than that though. Like, you're not just the baseball player. You're one day, like the question you just said, one day I'm gonna be a provider of a family. Like one day, like literally. So yeah. just deal with those thoughts. Like just, hey, let's try some, let's try this. You know, I'm, so that I pretty much like, I feel like that was the, and like everybody hears that like, don't get outside of your comfort zone. Do something outside the box. But, like, coming from you and then being able to actually go through and experience what was not comfortable for, like, the whole summer, it was like, okay. Like, now, like, it's kind of like I just got to see it, like, in real life, like, and it came to fruition. So, definitely, like, I'm more lenient to just, you know, jump on on a limb sometimes and just try some stuff. Sign up with this experience. Like, I believe I just got into contact with Tyrone Brooks with the MLB. Awesome. Um, yeah, for sure. And like with MLB he's... diversity. Yeah, absolutely. Looking okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If I could, um, hold on. Let me go through. I think we had a text thread, but there was like a. And if a you're not thread. already linked in with him on, if you're not connected with him on LinkedIn, please do. Absolutely, but um, lots of information the, there. The twenty one of my teammates actually attended the twenty twenty SABR analytics conference. Mm-hmm. Um and like just that definitely is something like, okay, it's different, but it's revolving around the game you love, brother. Like so I feel like if I would have never had that experience and so I would never would have even reached out to him, honestly. So it's like just just that type of just being fearless, kind of like but it was it was it was a different type of fear. Like in baseball you do with fear, like, all right. This guy throwing his cheese today. He's at 95. He's spotting up like he, he this is a good pitcher. Right. But like you go into like, hey, it's me and him. I'm better. It is what it is. Like we're gonna compete. But when I kind of took that mental attitude and that same aggression and like, hey, I can do this in the workforce too. Like, hey, this might not be your forte, but it can be. You can right. make like just get out your comfort zone. So I say that was definitely probably biggest and take things that you learn from past experiences Mm -hmm. facts Facts. because they can dramatically help you in the future just like we talked about what did you what did you know from being a detroiter how did that help you in mobile how did Mm -hmm. that help you in grambling yeah i'm also going to tell you every single time i'm so glad that you switched to an hbcu know that (laughs) i know that every time you know that i was rooting for you at south because South is where you wanted to be at the time. Mm-hmm. When the opportunity came for something different, I knew that this was the experience that you needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I was I was worried with you being in a small town. Mm-hmm. Cause Grambling, Louisiana is a small town. Very, very small. <laughs> but I knew that as long as you could be okay in a small town, mm. you could be okay. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I grew a little love for it. Honestly, like being in a city, like you know how it is. You, like you're, you've gotten into the rivalry of it. Oh, for sure, for sure. You have I'm fully not, bought into I'm the. Not, we're not gonna say we're not. Look, I'm. We're not even gonna get them no light. We're not saying that other school name. We not. We ain't even gonna bring them up. But for sure, yeah. I, I mean, there's somewhere. I'm on all this, in there's somewhere on this shirt, just like y'all are, but. Hold on, we in there somewhere. We gotta be. If we ain't, you might as well throw the whole no, shirt. No, no. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. But, uh, <laughs> Look, as you got me trying to make sure. Yes, y'all are somewhere up that way. For sure. But, um, mm-hmm. Y'all are on here. Yeah, but being at an HBCU is definitely, definitely, it was it was a great experience. Like, I'm still in it though. So it's just like. Oh, look, I just laughed. Nope, that's where y'all are. And then ironically, they're right, they're right you. there. But you see how you see how close the logos are. You know where it's at too. It's close to your heart. That ain't by coincidence. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> for sure. No cap. But um, yeah, being at HBCU is definitely like in a comparative sense to South. Like just the whole culture. Like it's just a whole different culture that I never even like growing up and playing ball. I was just so fixated on. I'm gonna go to. the this type of school, like, and they play ball well, and that's just what, like, I never even knew, like, I knew what an HBCU was, but it was just kind of like, it wasn't in your, it wasn't a place that seemed like it made sense for you. Yeah, just, it didn't, at the time, it didn't make sense for me, um, but when I got that call from Coach, uh, Coach Coop at the time, um, and Coach Davin Pierre, like, hey, we got an opportunity for you here, we see that you're in the transfer portal, um, I kind of was nervous, bro. I, honestly, if I'm if I'm being honest, like it was just like, bro, this is small school. Like, what? Like, can I really like? Can I be successful here still? And uh, just when I went down there and really got just immersed in the whole culture, you definitely can do it. Like, this is the same. Like, they definitely like if you look at our schedule alone, we're playing the Power Five schools. Like, I literally I got a road trip to LSU tomorrow. We play the number one team in the country, so I'm still on the platform that you know, that that I always wanted as a kid growing up to play college ball. And uh, I get to do it, you know, with people that look like me. And that is definitely an experience that I wouldn't trade for the world right now, for sure. You got a uh, chance to play where the Astros play? Absolutely. Yep, we played at uh, Minute Maid Ballpark. Uh, I believe the Atlanta Braves, Cool Ray Field. I believe that's one of their minor league ballparks. I mean, we play at some dope venues, like, and I'm getting a great experience. So, like I said, and then the teammates that I have, Lord. I mean, bro, like these guys are these my dogs, like, and I, I and it's like everybody, like I said, like we said, it's like the different black people. So like with baseball, like it's just so like I've got teammates from the Dominican Republic. Uh, I had a teammate from Delaware. I ain't never met a soul from Delaware. Like I ain't even, like I ain't even know those black people in Delaware for sure. You know, and in Maine, Maine, that's a place, and, and in <laughs> Iowa, for sure. Yeah. There's black people in Iowa. That's the place I did not realize. Well, yeah, so it's definitely, like, all in all, I'm, I'm grateful for the experience, for sure. For sure. And I definitely want to 
be an example, you know, to that next black young black ball player, you know, that you can make it at HBC for sure. You just got to put the time in, stay focused, don't get knocked off your pivot, um, you know, and it's definitely a place where you, you can make it out of for sure. And you'll be happy for sure. I can see the light at the tunnel at the end of the tunnel. I ain't there yet, but no, I'm staying But you trying. can see it, though. I can see it. That's all I need is just to see it. <laughs> no cap, but yeah. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to let you get back to studying because that's important. And you got to get some rest because you got a big game tomorrow. I do. I do. I do. I appreciate the, the, the interview. This was fun. Yeah.